Hello and welcome to episode number 69 of the Football Index Weekly Podcast. My name's John Nellis. You can find me mainly on Twitter. I'm also on Facebook and I'm also on Instagram. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you're a new listener, make sure you hit subscribe. And if you like it after the episode, leave a review. That means the world to me. It really does. It helps massively with people finding this podcast. The other big thing everyone can do, existing users as well, is basically, you know, just give away a shout out on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, wherever you want, or tell a mate. If you have a mate, put it in your WhatsApp group. Say, here, lads, I'm listening to this podcast and I liked it. But this podcast is, well, it's not a special, it's kind of special in its own way. I don't normally release podcasts that are like sort of part of the normal series, numbered one to 69 midweek. They're, they're sort of reserved for Mondays, but I feel this one, it's important to get it out as quickly as possible. There's a lot of uncertainty in the market at the minute um, and certainly in traders minds so I think there, there's no point in holding this one off I have it ready I'm going to just push it out disclaimer for anyone who isn't on any sort of football index social media this one is particularly football index twitter heavy um, that's how these two guests came together that's where they would know each other from and that's where a lot of the problems they speak of come from however in saying that if this podcast is two hours I'd say that only takes up 20 to 25 minutes across the total podcast there's at least an hour and a half of really really solid good good content there that is, it, I'd never say must listen but it's probably one of the better podcasts I've done I barely spoke. The lads spoke a lot of sense. They gave both sides of the argument. They they really put their points across well. And I think, you know, you'd be foolish to not listen to it because of that. So if you get to a part like that, just skip. That, that's all you have to do. Thanks again to SOTD and Zen for putting themselves out there. You know, they didn't have to, especially in one that's kind of framed as a debate. And it was, it was good that both of them had the confidence and the intelligence and the I don't know, just the want to come on and do that for the community as a whole. And I think that's what they, they, they kind of think of it as. It's, you know, doing a service for the community, getting people, reassuring people, letting people understand the risks and sort of letting people understand what's really going on in Football Index, how we got here, whose fault is it and where do we go from here? That's how it's framed. While you're here, if you haven't tried Footstock yet, I think you should. Um, I, I would say that because I enjoy the platform and um and they sponsor me but genuinely like it's it's a great platform they've addressed some of the core issues with their model recently and i think it's really going to help the platform going forward in october they have the october monster tournament uh with 10k guaranteed it'll probably go more than that might not but i would imagine it will go between 10 and 20 probably close to 15 20 i could be completely wrong there that's me just speculating um and, you know, realistically, you could probably compete in that for it with a team worth somewhere between 50 and 100 pounds. And then if once you're done with that, you could fire them into the 100k free roll and leave them for the rest of the season and you might win 25 grand. So, yeah, I think I think it's a good time maybe to have a look at Foodstock because the prices should start rising now the way they've changed a few things. I'll not get into that, but there's never been a better time to join. Sign up with the link in the description. You'll be really helping me out. I'm an affiliate. I get paid every time people sign up and spend money. So please do that because you'll be helping me out if you're going to give it a go. At the minute, you'll get a 50% deposit bonus paid in contest credit up to 100 quid. So basically, if you go depositing 200 quid, you get 100 quid in tournament credit. So you can just give the tournaments a go and buy some players from the market is what I would advise. Or packs if you're feeling lucky. Um, Any questions, slide into my DMs on that. And that's it. Have a good week. Look after yourselves. I hope you enjoy the episode. Give me all your feedback on social. 
Um, really, really helps with the podcast getting it out there if you just let me know what you think. So please do that and be sure to go and follow the lads if you enjoy what they're saying. Thanks for listening and I'll talk to you next week. Okay, and now I'm joined by a duo of previous guests, but they've never been on together. Uh, first up is the realistic optimist SOTD, and Zen, the pantomime villain. He, he loves being called that. So uh, I'll come to you first, SOTD. RC wasn't sure who you were. He says he'd tune in nonetheless, but do you want to just let people know who you are, um, if they haven't heard of you? Yeah, I've taught RC everything he knows, by the way. Yeah? Um, yeah, including flat decoration. But um, anyway, yeah, I'm... Uh... Do you know what he's like? Sorry, on RC very quickly. Do you know what he's like? He is like, to trade in 212, he, he's he's worse than the Footstock affiliates at this stage. He's never done posting it. Have you seen that? Anything for a new ornament in his new flat, I think. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Yeah, I'm SOTD. I've been on the index for about four years. I... Uh tweet about it a lot and uh it's a big hobby of mine very good nice and concise you've been on before so i'd say a lot of the listeners have have met you it's the same with zane so zane fi lambing it's just a quick fire question he wants to know what the most ironic twitter handle in the fi community is yeah i think yes i think uh i think that one was directed at me wasn't it <laughs> it was definitely it's yeah. good to be back on john height <laughs> i've given you a bit of a grill and no, no, <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, yeah, hello to everybody. Um, yeah, I think um, I get a lot of tweets from people uh, bringing up my my uh, Twitter handle when uh, when I'm anything other than perfectly neutral and balanced. I get, I can't tell you how many hundreds of tweets I've had saying, which all just say, <laughs> well, that wasn't very zen, was it? Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's kind of endless. And it, but I, I genuinely, it makes me laugh and, uh, and I'm very, I'm very happy to get those tweets. It's absolutely fine. Um, but yes, I mean, like, uh, like SOTD, I've been around on the index a while, um, three and a half years. I'm not a big portfolio holder. Um, I've always sort of liked representing the smaller uh, sentiment trader. Um, I don't consider myself in any way one of the big brains of the index. I'm just another regular Joe. There we go. There we go. That's a nice intro. So I suppose for people listening, how this came about was last week, I kind of put out a tweet just saying, look, can we get a person from each side of, of FI? So I think I said something like the optimistic, the positive optimist or something, and then the, the something pessimist. I don't know. Optimist and pessimist, basically. And the, the, this is what was churned out by the community. Um, Fair play to you, lads, for, for agreeing to it. You know, I think... In many ways, you'll agree with a lot of things, but there are definitely probably some friction points. And I'd probably, I don't know who I'd side with more, to be honest with you. I think I'll probably come somewhere in the middle. And I think we'll probably, the, the goal of this is all to kind of come to a conclusion and something that the community can take away, no matter where they are on the kind of spectrum. And hopefully we'll see a lot less bitching on the timeline. But I think that's a bit of a, a bit ambitious, but look, we'll see. Um, so the first thing is, look, the, the way we're going to kind of do this, we're going to go through how we got here, whose fault is it? And where do we go from here? So first off, how did we get here? SOTD, how on earth did we get here? Okay, so I think we can start at the start of um, 2020, can't we? Where the, um, I'd say the first failing that we've seen is uh, 
transfer dividends and uh, you know bringing that in 30, with 13 days of the window left showed that maybe there are a few dodgy decisions being made at FIHQ until then um, along the way we've had a few bumps but we'll, we'll just concentrate on this year I think and um, you know we've what have we had since then we've had a dividend increase the spoof dividend increase which was a disappointment for many uh, we've had the transition from basically FI instant sell onto uh, the match engine and then we've sort of had uh, the traders this sort of deciding the buy price uh, along the way this year we've also had quite a few things promised uh, an updated media monitor uh, Nasdaq still isn't here and I think there's just various questions basically and we're sort of at a point of huge transition where FI have tried to do a lot of things in a short space of time, but still haven't promised on all of the things they'd said that said they did. So there's a lot of you know there's a lot of not about the actual index and the players anymore. There's a lot of talk amongst the community of actually FI and where they're going, and that's probably where we are today and, and no one's quite sure obviously they've hopped about with recent mechanics the the buy price thing they've reverted to this one penny and a different 900 valuation against the 300 and they've obviously changing chopping and changing things to see how things work because basically order books that their eventual goal do not work without an order book you know how how can you have an order book that they keep saying? I mean, the comms last week said order book. We moved to order books, but we haven't actually moved to order books because we haven't got one. So that's where we are, basically, a very transitional uh, point uh, before um, the eventual order book, the aim of, of order books. It just seems like we've been in stage after stage after stage, and each stage in itself hasn't been functional. Um, for the last maybe what four or five months five months maybe now since May when they introduced the bids were great crack for a week everyone was just being cheeky bastards and then it kind of it stopped being fun and it was very stagnant and that's when the shitty dividend increase happened and then the real dividend increase happened but exactly as you said just the way events have ran and you know there have been bonuses there was a media bonus and there was IPDs times five and all sorts of things to artificially stimulate the market and it's just been a very strange do you know because I joined about two years ago now but not not quite a year and 10 months ago and the first year was beautiful it was a thing of beauty and it was it was just so easy the whole way in terms of understanding in terms of we weren't trading announcements you were trading transfer news you were trading performances on the pitch and the last as you say it, it's this whole we're trading announcements and it, it's felt like that for for a long time now and it's getting tiring for a lot of people i think um and that's that's kind of I agree with you. Like that's kind of how we've got here. Um, saying, how do you think we've got here, or have you had to tag on to that? Yeah, well, I, I think from my point of view, there's two. I kind of look at it in two time slices. There's what's happened in the last three months, and there's what's happened in about the nine or ten months, uh, or even maybe twelve months before that. So I'd actually start 
thinking about this maybe this is just my theory but but a little even a little bit early even back into 2019 because what happened uh, in 2019 for those that weren't around or, or have forgotten was that we had a uh, in uh, I think it was very end of July 2019 quite a few big things happened first of all um, the Nasdaq uh, announcement was made that FI and Nasdaq were, were hooked up together uh, officially then we had the matrix uh, change. The last matrix change, I think, also came in um, around about the end of July 2019. And then we had um, a 2019 um, dividend review to set us up for the 1920 season. And I remember quite a lot happening there. And unfortunately, it's just because now we're now into October 2020, even if you look at the 12-month uh, uh, price graphs, you don't actually show you what happened around about August, September last year, which was that um, we had some huge rises in players at the beginning of last season. I think partly because uh, the new matrix, the one that we're still using today, um, was um, perhaps a little bit, it was a little bit easier to see um, the players who were favoured by that. Yeah, I remember there was this mad PB so, trend. It was yeah. Well, there were two realized. things. There were two things that happened with it. First of all, uh, I think it was because key passes and and things like that suddenly were weighted more. Um, that um, there were a lot of players. I remember a lot of good PB midfielders absolutely took off. And this was the period where uh, Tony Cruz, I think, got Cruz got five quid, I think, and and uh, uh, players like Luis Alberto and, and others like like that were. Um, everybody thought they were going to take over from the previous group of players like Jorginho, who'd been the sort of tippy-tappy, make 100 passes a game and, and had won under the previous matrix. So the a lot of money started to coalesce around certain players. And originally, I think initially, from my recollection, uh, I don't think we'd, we, we, we were a little bit slow, all of us, in working out that the crossing thing was so big. Um, and then as soon as uh, that started to become apparent, that's when uh, you know, Trent uh, suddenly absolutely just took off. And, and, and I know that, that in that period, Trent uh, Alexander-Arnold went absolutely massive, as did, and the whole flying fullbacks era sort of came in. But, but fundamentally, what happened from that div review was that they weighted the divs towards um, uh, uh, the gold days, and particularly the gold day star man. Um, and it made, I think, a, a lot of the premium end of the market and both both premium uh, sort of PB players and premium youth players really fly up. And it kind of left a lot of other players behind. And so there was a sort of bubbling that occurred um, where everybody was chasing those gold day divs and, you know, silver and, and especially bronze days, people were like, oh, you know, 2P. It just, it just didn't seem, it wasn't as, as fun or as exciting to go after. And so that inflated a, a, the prices of a relatively small number of players. And I actually think that's where some of the particular problems we have now began because we went through the season, all seemed well, everything, you know, everything was going great guns until, of course, COVID comes along and completely flips us on our head in, in March. Um, and at that point, FI, not unreasonably, went into self-protection mode. So they, they you know, they, they've uh, effectively seen that there could be this big gap of football, which there was 100 days of no football. They uh, whacked the 10% the 
uh, spread that they uh, traditionally had suddenly became well it went 20 and then 40 percent extremely quickly and then is eventually ended up getting getting turned off for, for a long period of time so they in effect removed their own liquidity provision and instead of sourcing it elsewhere effectively they kind of used existing holders to sort of prop the market up by saying you know they we, they had some um some attractive dividends then as well um, but sort of promising this, uh, this golden new era of, of order books and stuff was coming. And so money kept flooding into the index. We also thought it was going to be the summer of Sancho. And I remember tweeting way back, I think it was probably about May time, that at one point I'd, I'd worked out, I think correctly, that 14% um, of, of all the money that had gone into the index between about March and June, 14% had gone into Sancho. And it worried me at the time, and I didn't really know whether I should be worried, but I, but I was. It just didn't it didn't feel right. I thought that this can't be right that one player out of the thousands that we've got on the index is having this much of the money go into them. This is there's a there's a, a pressure cooker building up here that if something goes wrong, it could be released in a, in an extreme way. And so that was you know there were there were quite a few players that did that, and then effectively. As uh, SOTD was saying, you know, um, matching engine uh, phase one bids comes in. And again, we were all very excited with it. We loved it for about 10 days, two weeks, kept throwing money at it. And then everybody suddenly went, oh, but you can't sell anyone. Oh, this is shit. <laughs> and so that, that real burst of enthusiasm about bids, which, which probably was just enthusiasm we could do something well we all just thought we were getting a bargain but we didn't yeah but no one like it was the entertainment value that it got drained from the index for me yeah it was you could you couldn't, the idea. you couldn't take a punt anymore you kind of had to sit and hold otherwise you were going to have to take a big big hit and it yeah. took a lot of the enjoyment out for me yeah. anyway well and as i say it, it was fine i mean I, I didn't not enjoy that period of time just because uh, I kind of saw that it was about working in between the spreads and that was and that was kind of the fine you could you could kind of work that way but then the the first thing the thing that really killed it was that first botched dividend review because people had been expecting you know this this great new era to kick in football and if you remember at the time football was back and we were all thinking right now we fly we've all sat here we've been so patient all this time and then we got that absolute downer of, of a div review one and although they fixed it reasonably quickly i still think the mistrust that that created that if i could get that so wrong um was in is, is actually sitting in the back of a lot of our minds now um and that you know that that's actually people are sort of whether they realize it or not they're kind of going oh you know because if, if i don't think the order books crash would have been anywhere near as big if we hadn't had such a big downer from that as well can i do you agree with that sotd do you think that first kind of dev announcement was as, as big a deal yeah i mean i think that's the most i'm not that vocal in terms of criticizing fi i am vocal but i try to do it via the the proper channels so I fed quite a lot back through uh, account managers and um, email, etc., cetera, um, about that dividend review. And <clears throat> I don't think it was the actual, it was a combination of the dividend review and the transition away from not having FIIS. 
that was the thing. It was a combina- It's a combination of these factors. There's not one thing to blame. It's a it's a combination of all these factors that have that have led for some people to not feel as comfortable as they should be, and it's a lot to do with these factors being uh, suddenly. Um, brought onto people and they're not used to it. There's been a lack of education. Uh, you know, in terms of ME, there could have been a lot more useful information. In terms of offers, especially, there could have been a lot more information uh, about how this will actually look on your screen and one trader can uh, basically decide the price of a player. Uh, all of that should have been, you know, educated better. And, and it's been a combination of things um, that, that has caused. I, I think just going back to Zen's point, I just disagree with a couple of things there. I don't think, I mean, I don't think we overheated that much really in terms of um, money going into certain players in over COVID times. I think that was fairly fair in terms of yields and in terms of outlook of the product. I think it's mainly the the mechanics is is the problem currently. It's it's not the payouts. No one is complaining about dividends. No one is complaining about dividends. It's the mechanics from FI's point of view, and it's the understanding of the mechanics from the user view, and that's there's a there's a two separate things there, and that's really why we are where we are today with a lot of the community being concerned and FI having not really understanding, I don't think, why they are concerned. Then what do you think? Anything on that or will we well as I say it's it's been having I mean, it's been so strange because we had this long period through the summer where not a lot happened for a long time. And everybody back then, and this is I've seen this said and I have sympathy for it on Twitter that uh, you know of late some people have been saying oh all you lot who are bailing out bailing out of the first sign of trouble and people are saying hang on a minute not you know we, we went months over the summer with nothing happening we couldn't get out of any holds and everybody's been and people have been preaching patience 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 since march it's been six months and i think that's that's kind of the problem is is as I say, that when I talk about a bottling up, there's a sort of, you know, there was a, a sort of bubbling of, of, of pricing. I mean, to a certain extent, I accept the point, it's not, it's not everything. But, um, but I think just emotionally, people um, were, were, were ready to, they, they just wanted to, they wanted to play the game. They wanted to get trading. They wanted stuff to happen. And they've just been, haven't been able to, to get out of any hold, make any sales for such a long time that when, uh, you know, after we, the, the, the launch pad, you know, the, the, the second div review saved everything. Everybody was massively popular. Let's not forget, it was only the 26th of August. It's hardly any time ago at all. And then we get to the 4th of September, offers gets announced. Uh, they throw in a little extra one, give us a footy 100. And everybody's like, oh, cool. Oh, and they've even been doing other stuff as well that they didn't tell us about. And, and that's the 4th of September. And here we are on the 6th of October. And you think, my God, the speed at which this has all changed um and the number of announcement i mean we had offers announced 4th september uh offers launched 10th september 13th of september black sunday flash crash 14th of september offer mechanic tweaked where they changed the offer zone from 10p to 50p 
Three days after that, 17th, VWAP changes and the offer floor gets, gets pinned 1p below buy price. Then we have a, then, then we have a little bit of stability, albeit, albeit we'd all sort of come down a bit by then. They throw in the, the deposit, um, the net buys bonus on the 25th. But then by the 30th, that, that didn't really do anything. And of course, that, that scared some people because that was always a trigger. Everybody was holding out for that, perhaps wrongly, but, but people's expectation was the net buys bonus will come along and, and save us. And it didn't. And we can, we can talk about the reasons why it didn't. Um, and then, and then the third, and then the real, the, the strange one was the 30th of September when they did the 0% bids extension. That was one of the probably one of the worst days because uh, the, the, the howls of protest immediately from people about that. And that's, that sent it kind of down again, just when you thought, no, hang on, hang on, come on. We just had net buys bonus, you know, there's, there's good news here. But everybody just seemed to ignore it, pounce on that, decide it wasn't what they wanted to hear. Um, the same day, if I, pr I promise, this is this is where it gets really strange. Third of September, they they do the not the the announcement of the zero percent bids extension, and they and they say tomorrow a media announcement, and we all go oh, and I went oh okay cool okay the media thing's ready kind of okay well great, and then the first of October the next day the cell queue gets dissolved, we don't get a media announcement. Instead, we get the Adam Cole update, sort of justifying everything, and then they throw in that they build a data center, and I'm like, at that point, I have to say, I, you know, this this is where if I have been unzen, this is where I got because I was like, what the freaking hell is going on? We're getting media announcements promised and then the next day not delivered. We're getting data centers that have never been mentioned before. You know, Adam Cole, who we're told. Is, is done, we're not gonna hear from AC again because they've realized that you know that's not the way it should work anymore. And they're moving to a different comm style. And then within two weeks of that, Adam Cole's back. Uh, it just, and I'm just like, what, what on earth is going on? Well, that was a pretty um, scathing review of the month, SOTD. Yeah, so- I could sit and chat shade, but I feel like so you for, want to say for something. For my first quote of the day, that didn't sound very zen. <laughs> Are you making a list here, by the way? And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> So that, that didn't sound very zen, no. But, and I think that is a lot of the problem at the moment. There isn't very many zens about. And I think we need to take that emotion out of things. And I'll get, I'll get some people emotional about it. I'll get all the changes. And I, I'll get all the, 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 the annoyance with the changes. And I totally get the annoyance about the bloody media monitor. But we'll, we'll forget that for now because that's been dealt very bad, poorly um but if we actually go back to the mechanics is what the issue is and, and it, they are actually trying to fix it and you know it hasn't been done well but fi aren't trying to do that on purpose you know they're they're normal people like us trying to do that trying to do their best unfortunately the best hasn't been hasn't been good enough at times um, but they are trying to fix it. And that is why we've seen a couple of changes with the mechanic because the the move to order books wasn't fit for purpose. There's not enough liquidity. And, you know, this free, someone deciding the, the price with 300 shares uh, wasn't workable. So they changed it. They tried to adapt it and they tried to use the, the one penny, which I thought was a, a decent idea um and still may be a decent idea but there's a bit of a 
are clogging up. And, and, and again, two people with 900 shares or one person with 900 shares can decide the price. And the issue we have is that you can't have an order book without depth. You can't have an order book without a book. And we, we mustn't lose that that's the problem, basically. And that once, if they can fix that, and they can, if they can fix that problem and they can show loyalty to customers and try and fix, not sit, I don't think we're going to see an order book in the next few months. So they've got to do something in the interim. I think they're working on something in the interim at the moment. And I think that's where we need to go forward from. And I think there's a lot of misinformation, which we'll probably get onto later, being talked about and on Twitter. And there's a lot of dramatics just because prices are going down. Um, but people aren't really understanding why they're going down. And I think that's why that's what needs to be understood. And, and hopefully that that's what will come in this podcast you know why certain prices are going down why aren't the mechanics working and and that's what's important rather than the sort of soap opera twitter um posts that you know we we may have seen um from some quarters what was it what was my crappy tweet that you referred to a minute ago no no that that was set <laughs> i've got plenty of your tweets actually <laughs> If this is he's came well prepared. Um, let me let me. Well, I'm sure we'll get to some of them. Okay, it's really it's not the right moment. The and and that, to be fair, right, just so... just before um, you know, these could have been any a lot of people's tweets. Unfortunately, um, we've set this this sort of battle up, and um, you know, we might as well get a few digs on in each other and see what happens. <laughs> He was saying beforehand it's harder than he thought it would be because we're on Zoom and they can yeah, see each so other. That threw me a bit because we've just been talking and looking at each other beforehand. Um, but you see, this is actually the problem with fucking Twitter. You don't have to look at people in the way to their eyes. Yeah, Do you know? yeah so it, it's a lot this It's is... a lot harder. But I did ask Zen before we come on if he was a Villa fan and um, that would have been a lot easier for me uh, to get a bit harder. But uh, yeah, so, but I'm sure we'll... I'm sure we'll come to those, but there's lots of examples over, um, you know, o across social media of misinformation, basically. I've got, I, we'll get on to ask a quick question, That's John, of, of, of uh, SOTD. Just, I, I got the sense there from what you were saying, and obviously you are a, a large portfolio holder and you have access to account managers that us mere plebs do not. You sort of you were hinting there that something's uh, coming. You're saying they're, they're working on stuff. I think there might be, you know, I think that something might be coming. You know, how much? Because I'm really genuinely interested to know how much do you get from your back feedback from your account managers? Um, Nothing. How does how does that work? Not not yeah not not a lot really. Um, and I, I'm not that much in contact when I send um, emails. I basically send them to the feedback channel. And then I'll copy uh, Dan, who's been on the pod, uh, and, and Kim is the other um, sort of account manager um, person. Um, I don't so, sorry if they're listening. I don't know their exact titles, um, but that they and, and they they're very receptive to um, emails, and they, they normally get back to you fairly fairly quickly. 
um, sometimes less quickly than you'd like, uh, but sometimes, you know, very responsive. And, um, but you don't get any market information at all. It's more a case of them listening to you. And it's a difficult situation. You need to understand it's a, I mean, I understand, but I try to understand anyway that it's a difficult situation for them. And they're really the, our mouthpiece rather than our um, battering wall, um, which, I mean, I'm assuming they do get a lot of, uh, you know, frustration from customers and, and probably frustration from me maybe at times. Um, but you, you, don't, you don't get any market information. But um, I think I, when I say things like, oh, I think they're working on something. I mean, we, we know there's a trader panel happened on Monday. We know there's a trader panel happening on Thursday. Um, it's Tuesday today. Uh, we know there's a trader panel happening on Thursday. I think we can see actively that they're actively in the market at the moment in terms of supplying some IS and maybe buying up some of the offers. So I think they're proactively trying to um, trying to work on something to 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 help to, to help users basically I, I do i do think that um I think it's and, I, and, and I, i'd spoke to i'd emailed king this week to outline some thoughts and she got back to me quite quick so it does that's what makes me think you know they are um thinking you know how can we make this better for users basically i think kim was inspired to get a puppy after my dog thread I'm claiming that one, so I don't know if it must be a hard. Yet, but... It must be a hard job for them. Um... Oh, geez, they're getting rinsed. Like yeah. I seen. Do you know what I hate? I actually seen. I think under one of Kim's tweets, her getting rinsed by someone. Um, yeah, it's getting, difficult. Like, DMs is one thing. On your actual post is a bit grim. It's like they're just fucking working for Football Index. Yeah, I, I, I think it's because. Of, I mean, we we're blaming FI here, and FI are a lot to blame with customers being upset no doubt um with their comms with some of their actions with some of their over promise their the promises that haven't been delivered but i do think there is also a, a, a percentage of um problems with with the understanding of the user base in terms of you know understanding how prices are moving currently understanding the aims of what the index wants to be and i think that is getting all misunderstood it's understood into a real storm of of uh frustration for people i think i, I would i would agree with that i mean uh, it sounds like we're moving on to the whose fault is it section now yeah um, whose fault is it the next I, section you know, I, I tried to put a percentage on it just for my own just to try and see what i thought about it i ended up with 20 percent traders 80 percent fi so you can you can agree or disagree with that but I, I agree with traders i think i mean hopefully whatever whatever stupid crap i do sometimes tweet hopefully the one thing that i've always been very consistent on over the years is is saying that self-responsibility is everything in in trading and we do have a problem with quite a number of traders who won't take enough self-responsibility for what's for what's happening to their portfolio they're over-reliant on twitter uh, advising them what to do you see these tweets every single day um basic information that people can just go and look up on the fi website 
and they still don't know, still don't know what time dividend payouts are, still moaning about every little thing, still just asking the most basic of questions. Um, and, you know, we, and, and a lot of them, you know, a lot, a lot of us um, over-reliant on, on the old IS safety net. There are, an, there are a, a group of people who want a game that is simpler than FI can ever be. Um, and they want a risk reward ratio that FI can never provide, or rather, they want a risk reward ratio that FI have provided in the past, but it, it doesn't make any much sense that they they still do into the future. So, and, and problems will always seem magnified when it's been calm sailing for a long time. John, you, you said that you said you know your first ten months on the on the platform or whatever, absolutely you know you think well you know how can this ever go wrong? So there are a lot of people who who've been shocked because they haven't been around. For the for the, the stormier old days that we used to have back in 2016 17 uh, when things were probably you know uh, that was the last period of, of quite extreme volatility so a lot of us have allowed patience to become complacency and i i would fully support sotd in saying that there's a few things there right um one thing i suppose that i'd like to just address very briefly is it's this user saying has been around from the old days and I mean, I've been on for nearly two years, which is in the grand scheme of things, the amount of onboarding they're doing probably, I don't know, above like longer than the average person, maybe. I don't know. Do you think a lot of the pissed off traders recently, um, like put put yourself in the position of, right, you, you two guys have been in for a long time. You probably have very large ROIs and percentages there. So even if you're losing money, it's eating out a percentage. And it's this whole mental thing that people have about oh i'm going to go risk-free net deposit zero it's still your fucking cash and it's still in your balance you know you could still buy a car with it so it's still your money but it's a lot of people view it that way so for me even though it's wrong even now because i had over 100 120 percent or something of a profit in the first year i or first year and a half while i might have lost 50 percent of that or something now i'm still up 50 percent or so so i'm kind of like all right it's grand what about the people who've signed up in the last few months and the people who are legitimately actually down on their, their, their deposits over the past four months, they're down 30%. I'd say they, and they're probably the least educated on the platform based on how long they've been here. They're probably, there's been a lot of changes. It's been a turbulent time. I'd say there's a lot of vocal, of the vocal accounts that you get. Like It's probably down to those relatively new signups because they're the ones who are probably the most to be pissed off. I don't know. I, I'm not sure about that. Uh, I, I think I think a lot of the I've never thought of this before. Uh, Sot, I'm fucking. I think, I think a lot of the, the problems spot. are from some of the, uh, you know, I mean, in terms of social media, there's there's two sections, isn't there? There's, there's people that, meanwhile, there's people that are trying to put facts out there, and and yeah, I try to do that. Well, I'm not saying I, uh, you know, I. I give totally correct information. I do make some assumptions sometimes and I do try to give my opinion as well. But in the last month, I've tried to just give factual information mainly just due to the, the you know, the current problems or, or what people see as current problems. Um, but I mean, there's people just battering the, absolutely battering them on social media which is ridiculous it's like self-harm it's like cutting your own wrists um and some of that is people who are just sort of panicking and going can if i do something now 
we've got to take a step back and think, what do FI actually, why should they? Okay, they've, they've caused a lot of problems, but you've, you've also got to think, you've bought a player. We know what the main aim is, which is order books. You can't keep blaming FI for, for, for players going down, really. It's ridiculous. And, and if you've bought long term, then just try and switch off for a bit. But then there's then there's what I would call the, the misinformation from people that are, you know, constantly asking. I mean, I think Zen might be sort of one of them. He's been pretty active, constantly ask, asking for reassurance from FI, you know, quite quite daily. That's gonna be quite difficult. And I think that that type of tweeting and there is some people tweeting, you know, even less useful than that, saying the market shit at the moment. I mean, how's that going to help anything? And the, these people have got like 50 grand in their products and they're saying the market shit at the moment, rather than just putting out information, you know, why it might be shit. And I, I do think it's uh, a real issue, people's sort of views towards the product and how it should be it's like a lot of people seem to think that they can sit and do nothing and earn free money but when they're not earning free money they're not prepared to sit and do nothing so that they so those two things don't go together really and i'm i'm, I'm not saying that me the mechanics are totally not working at the moment i totally get that but you know it needs the community to get together and uh, this is the one of the reasons i'm on this call as you as you both know i good friends with fig and 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 the other side as, as sometimes they're called but i think it was important for you know for, for the community to, to sort of get together and you know lose the accounts that aren't really helping and the ones that have got good intentions aren't coming across the right way you know have a have a quick think to yourselves and then um, I've probably gone off topic here, but have a quick think to yourself. No, but it's fair. Have a quick think to yourself about how you should be communicating, and you know, and I, it's it's very frustrating. And I mean, I've seen some people tweeting, "Oh, I believe in the index and all this," and then, and then they, they 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 tweet two days later saying, "I've cashed out. I couldn't take it anymore." Um, and it no context football index is the best I mean, account it's, on Twitter. Yeah, it's it's not bad and. I'm going to get scooped someday. I just know I'm going to get uh, scooped. <laughs> and so when we're saying whose fault it is, yes, FI, there's a lot of blame to go with FI and a lot of failings. But I do think the community and traders themselves need to need to also look at themselves, me included, and um, think, okay, how can, how can we help the situation? And that doesn't mean selling um, false gold to people. That's just explaining what the benefits of the index are um, and, and how things work and how things will change uh, or, or should change. Yeah, I think I th just a final mm. comment from me on this that, you know, my fundamental, I agree with all that stuff and I don't, I try and draw a line. I'm, I'm always, the one thing I will say, anything that I say, uh, I'm always happy to hold my hands up if I've if I've shown poor judgment in a tweet and I, I do get lots of feedback and, and, and I try and engage with it. The one thing I would say is for, for, the, for, for the smaller traders, there are, although there are a lot of Muppets, 
there are, an awful, there are also a lot of people who do the basics right. They understand the rules, they take the time to, to look at them, they keep their own data, um, but they still fundamentally want their football knowledge to be a bigger edge than technical trading knowledge. And I agree with that. I, I, I do think that is still fundamental to the success of the product. And we are still having a debate around who the core audience are. And FI, I, I would suggest, are still giving off really quite mixed signals about who they think um, the core audience are. And so, um, but, I, you know, that, that's where I sit with this. I, I want the people who do the right things, take self-responsibility and love it to be about football to be able to stay in this game. Um, and and that's that's where I, I have sympathy for people who don't want to read about tier one operators and alternative asset classes and all of that stuff. They're just like, I'm sorry, uh, if I want that stuff, I'll go, you know, I will go, you know, trade on other markets. This is football index. Can we have some football, please? Yeah, I mean, I totally get that point. I just think we need to tweet facts rather than fiction and and scaremongering and, and things that aren't factually correct and and in terms of uh where the index thinks you know who this is for i genuinely believe they think it's for everyone um and there's been a lot of i mean there's been a lot of this big account i hate seeing it on the timeline because there's been a lot of this um big accounts versus small accounts so i've never understood it because it doesn't mean it doesn't matter how much money you've got in the index. Basically, your percentages are the same. It, it's simple as that. But there is a lot of this. Um, it's for big money now, or you know, I don't. I don't believe that at all. And I think that they. It's for everyone, and and I don't think you know the the big money's feeling uh, this probably more than the the small money at the moment in terms of players um going down in price that maybe shouldn't be due to a mechanic um, an example of that example of why i keep saying this mechanic isn't working is we know Jaden sancho has gone down in price now we expected he would drop off a little if he didn't go to manchester united uh but bruno fernandez and, and mason greenwood marcus rashford those types you would think would now benefit from Bruno, from, um, from Jadon Sancho not going to Manchester United and they're going down in price as well. So that proves that everything isn't okay. And, you know, that is, that, that proves that everything isn't okay and that the, you know, FI need to basically look at something and, and see why it isn't working. And that's what, that's what I think they're trying to do. But in terms of big accounts, small accounts, I think, you know, we need to get that type of talk, go, go away from that type of talk. Um, and I think it's very, there's a lot of people tried, this is big and small, a lot of people trying their best on the index to help people, to educate people. I don't mean that in a, in a derogatory way. Um, you know, it doesn't matter if you're a casual gambler or someone who's a, a full-time trader. Your voice um, should should be heard, basically. But it, again, it needs to go down the the correct the correct channels. And um, 
yeah, I just wanted to make that point again. I'm going to try not on to that, make it again, but I just wanted to make that point again. Like, for me, just one thing on the social media thing. Do you think, like, there's, there's a fine line here. I think it's, you know, people have a responsibility to tweet factually. And I think the tweet we can all reference here, maybe Zen's recent one about the tax that he got fucking rinsed yeah. over. Yeah, um, deserved that now, though, didn't he? Well, you see, I do, I get it, right? If it's wrong, right? But here's, I mentioned this actually maybe on last week's podcast. There's this thing where it's kind of like, look, if it's your Twitter account, and I can say that I wouldn't have known straight off the bat that what they the way they were writing, because, I mean, it has been thrown out there before, if it ever went to a market, if it was like capital gains, what about this? I didn't know from reading that piece of comms straight off the bat that it was definitely not going to be tax eligible. Yeah. And so many yeah. people, but there were so many people in that same boat that they've actually went and updated that newsletter to basically say, we do not envisage blah, blah, blah. They haven't given guarantees, but they said, we do not yeah, envisage like, this. Yeah. So is it not fair at the same time, now I'm playing devil's advocate here, or just, in fact, I should have probably let Zen do this. Is it not fair for someone to go to their Twitter account then and express doubt over that and kind of be like, I, I actually can't see the tweet. Maybe you were a bit more. It if is I could answer this first, if you, if you, if you don't mind, because um, I read it. And I, in the chat that I'm in a couple of chats with other tra- FITP. Well, I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure if I'm in the FITP, but I'm in a couple of chats. And straight away, I said, "People are going to." Straight away, I said in there, "People are going to mention tax on the timeline. Wait for it any second." And it, it came like within five minutes, um, because I, I thought people would possibly read it like that, but. It was, I mean, it's not it's not true though, is it? That's the thing. Like, for example, Zen t- tweeted out, and the last line was, "Oh, and it might not be betting in the future. We'll all be paying tax." Now, there's a lot of people who look to Twitter for guidance, and unfortunately, you know, that's not the type of uh, helpful. You know, make make people nervy at this time is the is the problem um maybe maybe it could have been worded um someone could have said you know um if i need to clarify will this have tax implications if, if i yeah if i need to clarify this I, I mean again that might scare people so but it is you know people were talking um so then some people said if going back to that comms some people said because they uh they meant there was a license and some people said, well, the license can be like a spread betting license. So then there was others jumping on that going, Oh my God, we're, we're, we're spread betting now. And we're not spread betting at all. It's, it's impossible. You know, the, the index isn't set up as a, you know, there was people tweeting, Oh no, this is a spread betting company. Like, and they don't even know what spread betting is or, and it was, it was ridiculous. I was trying to firefight on the CL from people who, I think who are voices that get listened to and it would be good if those people were less dramatic, I think. And um, Well, maybe maybe the point you have here, maybe a very fair point you have is, because I'm all about, I'm sitting here with the, the free speech and giving benefit of the doubts to people, but maybe people like myself, who has a podcast, who has what, about four and a half thousand followers or something, it's not, it's not you, it's not Fig, but it's still a significant amount of people within the community. Maybe it it does get to a point where it transitions from your own Twitter account where you can just literally be, talk shite 
to a point of okay you have a bit of responsibility here for the platform yeah. and for the community I mean, it's a- and maybe you need to be more careful and maybe you do need to double yeah. and triple read your tweets because i've put a few out recently which have been a bit of, bit of a shambles really i mean it's all right but when maybe- we're all when the market's flying and we're having a bit of banter you know it it's fine isn't it but it's a nervous time for people i think and people are looking to others for for guidance and i'm sure people would have sold on um being scared about uh maybe tax implications or that i'm not i'm not saying that zen's tweet has caused that at all so just to get that clear um you know that it's up to every individual and reading zen's tweet they're not going to go oh shit we're paying tax but you know puts a date in people's mind and that doesn't need to doesn't need to be there and was corrected within 24 hours basically and i mean just coming back to this whole social media thing and um i know you guys right i wasn't about for black sunday um so i sort of missed it all which was probably a good thing and but i know you two rolled out a you know like a guide live was that right uh, some sort we, of we just, reaction we just, we just to jump, it. We just jumped on. Yeah. So <laughs> just grabbed a microphone and jumped on to try yeah, and stop so people panic selling. Basically, I what happened was I came up here to have a 20-minute rant and have a can of Agners and see what happened and turned into a bit of a Zoom I mean, I haven't, li- I haven't listened to forward. that. Maybe I should listen to it before. So I don't know. It's funny seeing the prices on the screen. They're yeah. nearly where we're at now, to be fair, but um, they'll be good to look back on. But yeah, so... And then the next day, I think, um, you know... Uh, Fig and, and a few of the others, uh, Sigmund Freund and a few others did a, another piece the next day. And then there became this battle on, you know, when it was the right, I think Zen tweeted out, you know, the emergency was last night or something. And these guys, <laughs> these guys are only trying to help, you know, they've probably been like at work all day and looking after the kids <laughs> and they're just, they're just trying to give out some information. All I'm saying, like, Lee, all I'm saying, Lee, is that when leadership was needed, a leader emerged. That's all I'm saying. I haven't, I haven't listened to I actually haven't listened to Eva yet because uh, I've been quite busy. Um, right, can I just make two but, super quick points? Yeah. So, uh, the tax thing, um, you know, yes, I mean, I... I Uh, I did tweet that I got a lot of feedback for it so the one thing I will say is those of us those of us that 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 talk a lot I hope we have the humility to admit when we're wrong because what you'll also see is within I'd had quite a few bits of feedback and within 10 minutes I'd put out two or three other tweets going yep you know actually it was just a hot take and and I'll take it back and you know so so you know I'll make I'll make you know mistakes and show poor judgment and I'll, and I'll correct it if I think I've done something wrong. So that's the thing. If, if everybody does that a bit more, we'll probably be in a better place. A lot of, yeah. people, a lot of people aren't keen on doing that. Um, and the, as, as for the other thing, yeah, I mean, that was just... That was just <laughs> we soft. knew this that was going to come up, right? You were well, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's fair enough. I mean, I mean, it's, it's the, 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 you know, my, my Saki my Saki retweet on, on Fig was, was... And I'll tell you why. And it actually wasn't... Although it was Fig that I retweeted, it actually wasn't him I was pissed off at, at all. Uh, it was Panda that I was pissed at. Because, um, because you know, the problem I have is that... Um, he'd spent most of the day sharing screenshots of, of, of all the, the incredibly low bids he'd managed to get in. And then it's suddenly like, right, I've done, I've done my business. 
and I've, I've taken and I, you know, I have no problem with that. We, we're here to trade. I'm not, I'm not trying to make a moral judgment, but I do have a little bit of a problem when somebody's there, you know, kind of getting their business done, and then 24 hours later, now I'll get on the pod and I'll tell you what I sh- you should have done, but it's too late because I've already had you over. That that's how I read that. Yeah. And that, annoyed, that annoyed me, and that's why I put that sarky tweet out. One tweet. I didn't, I didn't go after, and I actually had a conversation with Panda afterwards that was a bit more, um, bit more grown up, where I said to him, don't you think, you know, you should have, have, you know, rather than just diving in and taking advantage, don't you think you could help people? And there was a, there was a way, a more altruistic way of dealing with this, which he kind of went, oh, it's an interesting point, I don't agree with it, but fair enough, and we had a, we had a grown up conversation about it. Um, but, um, but, you know, do yeah. I, do I, you know, as I say, I definitely got the worst of that because I sent one tweet and I can assure you, I got a great many more than one tweet back. And I got quite yeah. a lot. No problem. To be, just, <laughs> just to back Panda off. Uh, I mean, well, not back Panda, not back anyone putting bids up, basically. I, I mean, I've seen this quite a lot. I mean, I'd rather they buy from market as well, but, there's nothing you can do about it, you know. Um, and it's, it, I don't think, um, you know, it's, it's not a case of every man for himself, but who I don't know how people can blame others for putting in bids. It's, it's balmy. I mean, you just, you just do, you just got to, you get the best price you can. I mean, in, in the circumstances, um, I, you know, I do think at time to time, people try to manipulate the platform um, and they're, I've, I've got a feeling there's been some manipulation going on with the, the offer uh, prices. Um, but, uh, you know, Pandafoot, I, I know him. I know him. I don't think he's, um, he's definitely not that type of person. And um, bids, bids wise, I think anyone, um, I mean, we see screenshots shared all the time and uh, it's, it's a difficult one because, Obviously, someone's selling for that price, um, but it, it makes the, the FI more engaging. No one's slagging anything off, I don't think. Um, I, I agree. I, I want us yeah. to get past all this stuff, absolutely. Yeah. And, and the stupid thing with the tax thing, the other point is this, and this is this, I think it's important. Why are we even talking about it at all? The reason we're talking about it is because <laughs> on that, that last Adam Cole update, He's, he's telling us about embryonic future plans. And, and, you know, I mean, I don't blame AC for that because he's a visionary guy. He's always thinking way down the line. His brain works two years ahead. But the problem is, it's, it, the reason it's extraordinarily tone deaf is because he's telling us about the new plans that are in on his mind, while we're asking, um, no, Adam, do you remember the embryonic plans of two years ago? Well, they're yeah, actually get happening. That. They're happening now and they're fucked up. So please don't tell us about this great thing that's now your next baby idea. Please address the elephant in the room right now. But instead he brings all that stuff. And then we end up arguing about it. I mean, I think I think um, in terms of last week's comms, I thought they were pretty, sh- pretty shit. Um, in terms of clarity and in, in terms, I didn't like the COVID line no. and the economic line at all. I, I hated it. I thought it was weak. Um, I, it was poor, um, poor judgment, whoever wrote that um, in terms of, in terms of that. Uh, and it, 
it did sound like there was a bit in there that did sound like you've some players are coming down to their 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 real value and were overpriced before. I thought, and I thought Ooh, that's a bit. Um, so I didn't really, I didn't really like the tune of the of that comms at all. But there's two problems. I mean, first of all, and I think this is where, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to justify people's big ego promotion, because I say, I think we all agree we'd, we'd like people to move past it. Yeah. But one of the things that has happened is that the order books, NASDAQ, everything that we're on supposedly on the cusp of um, has been AC's stated aim for years. And, and the agreement, the signed agreement with NASDAQ was July 2019. And since then, we have forgiven FI for a ton of other small and medium issues which they have not addressed. And the reason given for those excuses has been, yeah, well, you know, they're on order books in NASDAQ and they'll, they'll fix the fact your portfolio doesn't show the right percentages and, and you know, and, and Tim Cahill and Patrice Evera are still on the bloody index and all of this kind of stuff. Because, but, but you know, let them focus on the important stuff. If you then utterly fail to deliver it, People are gonna people are gonna mistrust because they're gonna go well. Hang on, if you weren't gonna do this, you know what? What were you doing if you if you weren't doing the small stuff and you weren't getting the big stuff right? Um, you know, it's just. Can I ask you a quick question? Actually, so yeah. do, do you? Um, I mean, you've been pretty active in in demanding something from FI field. So do you write many emails and try to communicate with them directly at all? Or? Uh, yes, in, in in all sorts of ways. I mean, I've been doing, I've been, uh, say, both both in terms of in terms of general product feedback. Um, uh, I've spent a ton of time data, testing the beta site, the data center for them this week, and I sent a big long email with feedback for that. Um, I also raised. I mean, I'm not. I haven't even spoken about this actually in public at all. But I actually, apart from the original, issue, I raised an issue where I actually spotted a. Uh, a transactional mechanism issue with some shares that I instantly sold a few weeks back. I took screenshots, I, I screenshotted the entire process, I put it all in an email, I sent it to FI, uh, I got an initial reply, somebody came back to me and just asked me to, to if I was using uh, Apple website, which they probably could have told from the screenshots, it was obviously the website. They asked me about browser details and stuff, I gave them all that information and I've never heard a thing since. And, and I mean, know, I mean, that's that's poor yeah. if, if that's the case. And it's just like, oh, you know. But then, so, uh, then I see things like, so just out of browse your tweets today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, I mean, I, I think people are fine to comment on this. I'm just wondering if it's getting fed back directly. So there was a, a recent payout. Was it Vardy got paid out instead of? someone else or or something like that or, yeah we had we had a couple of we had a double payout basically yeah. <sighs> enough i think you, yourself and, and, and others had, had tweeted about that um and how poor it was um i mean do you think it do you think it's worth just contacting fi directly or i mean that double payout it was a good thing, weren't it? Everyone got paid twice, you know. <laughs> I mean, what, uh, I, I it just didn't bother me. Like I, mean, what, I was thinking, it, well, <laughs> make mistakes look like that more often. Um, well, so, sure. I mean, well, the, the, but it's it's the inconsistency because yeah, we had a situation before where where traders were were clawed back. The player who's paid out incorrectly got clawed back. And and what I'm you know I'm not looking for reassurance. You mentioned the other thing you said. I'm looking for reassurance. I'm not looking for any reassurance. I'm I'm happy to take self responsibility. But what I do want is 
I, I want the community to uh, use a common voice to tell FI when things aren't good enough. Now, that's for everybody to judge what they deem to be important enough to say that's not good enough. We'll all, we'll all have different views yeah. on different things. But as I said to you just a moment ago, the list is pretty damn big. This list of small stuff is pretty big. The list of big stuff is pretty big. Uh, you know, and and the really the stuff that they have got right first time in the last three to six months is pretty small. Um, you know, I, I mean, other than uh, you know, they got the they decided not to change the P, the, the PB matrix, and they just they made a decision and that was it, and that was I think we all agree that was probably the right decision. They got that was fine, but uh, but I'm I'm struck, and this is the problem. I want. I don't want everybody to, and I'm not trying to bring the product down in, in any way, shape, or form. But I want, yeah. I want people to keep up the pressure. Uh, I, I can send as many single individual emails, but I don't. Yeah, think I know. A great deal of difference. But I mean, I just think pointing out every single like little issue at a time when there are bigger issues, and this isn't directly aimed at yourself. It's just aimed at um, you know general. FI Twitter and, and trying to and, and other social media and, and trying to channel that uh, correctly. I, I wish there was a. I do, I do tweet a, too much. I will yeah. take that one. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I tweet about FI all the time. So it's not, you know, I, I'm not one to talk. And I've tweeted negatively about FI a bit as well. And um, I just think it's the time the time that we're in basically um anyway i'll let jump twitter through. like social media is a weird thing like but social media in itself is very addictive and it's the endorphins you get yeah. from people click that like button and click that retweet and engage with your tweet and particularly i found with myself as well i have to be very cautious of it because of you know when you're trying to you're trying to grow something like a podcast engagements matter do you know that's why you tell people to go and follow you and go and check out your stuff because they matter. But people, I find, and it pisses me off because you can see right through it, posting things for the sake of likes. And to get those likes, you need to be one side or the other. Being bang in the middle in the fence or yeah. being fair in the middle gets very little engagement. People tend to either need to go a little bit overboard one way and they get all the footstock likes or they go the other way and the FITP are all over it. And it's kind of like, I find that quite often things are exaggerated on Twitter. And on top of that, there's a bunch of fucking trolls. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're they the really main are. problem. Um, but the but speaking of trolls, uh, Vespasian. <laughs> he won't mind me calling him a troll, I'd say. Um, just this is on the whose fault is it. Then we'll move on to maybe five or ten minutes. We can try and wrap up how we go forward relatively quick. We can get some questions done. But you wanted to cover this one, SOTD. So, and I would have asked you it either way. Do Fig Panda SOTD and Chums OFI Twitter a big humble apology? They've hounded out anyone who suggested the matching engine would wouldn't result in the rockets they were promising, and shut down any discussion other than pro Sancho statements for months. Discuss. Okay, so the the ME. Sorry, and by the way, for people listening, this is a Twitter heavy episode. Just so, so the um, the match engine. Um is none of us knew how how that would work really the match engine in terms of i don't think i ever said uh i mean i'm not here to defend myself actually but uh, in terms of the match engine i don't think anyone thought it would be quickly you know fiis was a, a lovely safety bank blanket for people wasn't it 
So bringing the match engine was a good thing in many ways. And the, I reckon the match engine scene is, is quite negative, but there's probably lots of accounts, especially active ones, making loads of money from their match engine. And we just don't hear of them because they're quietly doing it. And, um, you know, why, why show anyone else your, uh, your ways of doing things? But I reckon there's a lot of people making a lot of money from using the match engine. So in terms of the match engine, then I didn't think we'd necessarily, I do feel we'll see rockets at the end from FI at some point. I do believe that people will pay a certain amount for players, um, but never was, uh, you know, the match engine sort of, that was just something that's been put in, right? But, you know, on the way to, on, to NASDAQ. Uh, in terms of Jade and Sancho, yeah, I own Sancho. I've not sold one of them. Uh, I last tweeted about Jaden Sancho when I had a look earlier in one of my price bracket things uh, over a month ago. So I don't think um, it, oh, I could be accused of, of pumping Jaden Sancho that much. Although I do talk a lot about the, the high price players on the index. I do that because they're sort of the flagships, aren't they, for the platform, I'd say. You know, the top, the top 20... Are, you know, if they rise, others follow. It shows that people can get to that price. So I do tweet about the top 10 to 20 players, probably more often than others. I hold players uh, all over the index, by the way. Um, I, I can't answer for Fig and Panda, but we all know how many Sancho's Panda's got. So he's not going to be, um, you know, he, he it's pretty obvious he believes because, you know, a guy with, what, three... 30,000 Sancho um, you, you know I'm, I'm sure he's just putting it you know, across his um, opinions I wouldn't call it I mean you could call it pumping if you want but you, you can call we mention any player on Twitter anybody mentions a player on Twitter people are going to call it pumping um, but I don't think um, an, an apology is needed <laughs> for anyone uh, and, and so, <laughs> I think Sancho will be a, a good hold going forward. And um, here it comes the pop at the end for Spatial Love. Yeah, that. I mean, here we go. Yeah, exactly. You've got to get that in. That's why I wanted this question. No, but, you know, um, personally, I was deciding today whether to buy some more, but I feel like I'm quite deep, deep into him anyway. So if he doesn't come off, which is a possibility, you know, if things don't come off for him on the index then um, I wasn't sure whether to get myself in um, deeper trouble or not. So uh, I'm still thinking about that one. Um, the only thing that could really go wrong would probably be a transfer to like Madrid. You say that though, but it would generate... Um, a lot of media and probably... A yeah, surely, and, you know, I mean, I see Sancho in terms of a, a potentially a young Neymar. Now, if, if you've got a young Neymar, whatever price it is near to the actual Neymar, um, you know, then if, if that comes off, then it doesn't really matter what club he's at because he should do pretty well on the index. That's always been my view and always been my, why I've been comfortable sort of with the Manchester United uh, gamble. And um, mm. who knows whether it was, it's better that he hasn't come off because of the market, because I'm not sure he would have gone up that much uh, mm. if he'd have confirmed at United yesterday he might have gone up a bit but I don't he would have gone up maybe two to three 
two to three pound, but there's no way we were seeing like eighteen. 17, that I think quid, like no, which we which I think we would have done, and but it would you know the divs would have been nice, um, and I'd have just sat on him anyway. Um, I might have shed a few off if he'd have gone to United and um, hit, hit something like a price estimate like twenty pound or something like that. I'd have shaved a few off probably, but um, that wasn't to be. So. Um, yeah, I think... Uh, next year. Next year, who knows, yeah. I mean, and I think that, that goes for every player on the index. So we've seen... I mean, there's a lot of people... We see players written off all the time, and this goes for every player on the index. We see players written off all the time. We've seen Lionel Messi written off, the best player in the world. And look what happened to him a couple of months ago. Look what's happened to Edison Cavani in the last week. He was... What was it? I haven't even looked, but I'm assuming it was about 60 pence. Um, and he's £1.20 now. So things can change very quickly. And and Cavani's done that in a what a suppressed market. Um, I mean, he could have probably gone to two pound maybe, um, possibly in a in a in a flourishing market with everyone keen, but you know, there's a few people tired out there who don't want to trade and I think this is what uh, I wanted to get at as well. That when we talk about the who's to blame, but it, it it needs to come from the community as well, and they need to want to trade players for this to be a success. So back when, back in the old days, when it was just a media top two hundred, a player would score a goal in a game and and go up. Now there was there's no reason for that. But it, people did it because they, it was trading amongst each other, and you know, a transfer. We used to see transfers go. There was no chance some of the transfers were going to win any dividends, or it was a better move. But they just used to go up, and because people bought into this um, sort of sub trading, and if people buy into that, the index make it fun again. People can buy into these things again, and you can actually trade without actually winning anything. Um, well, this is this is well. This is the question because uh, this brings us on to another point that I wanted to talk about, which is about about you know about going forward and where do we go? Is it feels to me? I feel like you know <laughs> with grief, it's been like a grieving process this last few weeks. There's five stages of grief: denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and then finally acceptance. And I feel like I'm I've, the, the denial and the angers sort of pass now <laughs> and and i'm sort of but I'm, I'm still bargaining this is your final therapy this this podcast uh, yeah, uh, my whole <laughs> life is therapy <laughs> um, but uh, but you know i'm kind of bargaining like, oh if only i'd done this if only i'd done that but you know but i'm i can feel myself starting to move towards acceptance and, and wanting to look forward but the question i've been asking myself and i'm sure a lot of people have a lot of listeners have is is i'm looking for what what am i looking at because one of the things that it seems true to me is that we've lost our view of the market. Now that prices are unhooked from volume, we don't know how many shares are in circulation. We don't know what the market cap is anymore. Um, and you know, FI is a game of strategy, 
but I've got no idea how to strategize right now, other than in a very long term. You know, I would I would yeah. happily buy someone today to for if I wanted to hold them for three years. That's not actually how really how I trade. But um, but other than that, I don't know what's happening with media. I don't know what's happening with IPOs. I don't know what's happening with Nasdaq or depth or liquidity. And so I'm sat here thinking, okay, well, even if I'm ready to go again, I haven't got a clue who to buy. And and I know a lot of people say you know, yields, 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 the yields are amazing. And they, abs- they absolutely are. Dibs have been doubled. But how much, I mean, it's a question for both of you, how much of your all-time profit is dividends versus capital appreciation? Because mine's not very high. And I think when we've, we've talked about it on Twitter before, a lot of people have said, actually, not very high. I think, um, I don't want to name any names, but I'm sure a lot of people, a lot of people have worked it out and, and a lot of people were under 30% of their all-time profit uh, was divs. In which case, sure, I can go, okay, cool, I can, I can double my div performance. But if my div performance was only 30% of my profits, I'm still struggling to see how I can make as much in the future as I have in the past. How do we and how do we get around that until I until we can? Split? So I think I think the thought process. Because I've seen a quite a lot of um, tweets about capital appreciation is dead, which is you know when you take yourself out of it is ridiculous because how can it be dead? Because you're going to have the next best player in the world. You're going to these these things are going to happen. Players will retire. Other players will win dividends. So. The capital appreciation will will just happen. Like, okay, it might not be happening in these sub-markets at the moment that we just sort of spoke about that have previously happened, which is a shame. Um, but I think, you know, saying capital appreciation is dead is uh, completely wrong. That's definitely not going to happen. Obviously, we're going to get the next... Uh, uh, Neymar, we go, I'm not going to say the next Lionel Messi because I'm not sure there's going to be another Lionel Messi, but um, we'll get the next Neymar, we'll get the next Eden Hazard, we'll get the next Mo Salah, we're going to get the next all the these players. So capital appreciation will happen. Yeah, it's I just, absolutely agree yeah. with that. It's just I don't know how to I don't know how to to kind of value. Yeah, you anyone. don't know how to. I don't you think know, it's if, the value. I think intrinsic value wise, you can do that against your bet. I think the problem is currently is you haven't got enough information from FI to know, to have confidence to, to, to bet. So we can't see the depth. Now, I probably want to know if I'm making a bet at not, so I can look at it two ways. I can make the bet knowing, let's say, uh, Harland, let's, I'll just talk, take a player. I can make a bet on Harland thinking this guy, it's going to be about for 10 years, I'm just going to buy him and, and not worry about the current mechanics. So that's one way of looking at it. The other way of looking at it is how many bids are there actually there? How quickly can this guy rise in the next two to three weeks? And that is the problem. We don't know that information. So for short-term traders or medium-term traders, they want more information. And that's where FI are letting people down at the moment. And hopefully that is one of the things they, they will correct is disinformation of, of, of depth the, is, is key and knowing how much liquidity is actually there. Um, 
all all that is key. And I think once that information is out there, we'll get back to um, a bit more how we were. I, I do think the market probably needs uh, an intervention at the moment. I've got some ideas down. I don't know if we're going to talk about them. Um, but I, I think once we start getting more information, then people will feel more confident. Mm. And we don't feel we don't feel confident at the moment because we're thinking, well, I'm looking at Neymar here and I can I could buy him, but he could drop away a little bit more because I don't know how much depth is there on his price. Or they could and announce IPOs next yeah, week and everyone pulls money out yeah, for IPOs or yeah. the media monitor comes in and the single name's fucked. Yeah. Or <laughs> do you know, there's just all these little tiny things. I'm not saying that's yeah. something people should be worrying about, but that's the, the main thing, yeah. You know, I'm if, not phased by any individual issue. It's all it is all fixable. It's it can all be sorted and, and absolutely. And I think prices can move quite quickly. Um, at, you know, under, under the yeah, we've seen Ross Barkley move today, um, up about uh, for 20 30 percent, yeah. Um, uh, which I was a bit annoyed about because I owned him and sold him because he went to Villa. Oh. <laughs> well, on, on that. And, uh, I wish I'd have kept hold of him now for for a few more days, um, but they, it it will. I'm I'm sure it, they need to just get information to traders, and they're letting people down with yeah. with that at the moment. But I've, I, I really just... think that it's the. I mean, we mentioned media and all that, and we've mentioned people still go on about the PB matrix not being correct. I think currently all that needs to be put to the side and focus on this. Uh, mechanic this this pricing mechanic that everyone can clearly understand and have enough information to trade with yeah my my, my, my final two things and this is very simply that for, for fi and i'll shut up about slagging fi but after five years i want fi to get a grip on how fast they can go forward because they always seem to be a little bit too ambitious and then always stumbling rather than getting it getting it right and, and i want some consistency um in strategy in product development and in comms you know because change is inevitable and i you know i i, I embrace change and i like change and you know ipos are good and all that sort of stuff but as this product matures if we could just have like three months of consistency it would be great because at the moment they can't manage three weeks and and if we could just get to that if we could if we could get those two things done moving forward smoothly in consistent kind of periods of time. Then you then you'll tweet 90. less, yeah. <laughs> I will tweet. I'd love to tweet less. I'll tweet a lot more. <laughs> yeah, you, you're well, an look, Everton fan, and you haven't even been tweeting about them. It's pretty bad. I know. I know. <laughs> Yeah, that's how bad it is out yeah. here. So look, just to, to move on to the how we get forward or how do we move forward, um, you just referenced a few things that you think could be implemented, SOTD, or like a few things. To be honest, do. mine is quite a optimistic plan and none of this is going to happen. Like, well, not none of it's going to happen. Some of it may happen. <laughs> Those are the best it, plans, yeah. I just think it, it, it's quite drastic and it's it's quite a big intervention, what I think they could do. Um whether you know, and but I think it would bring a buzz back, back to the index. Um, I mean, I would, and and whatever they do, I don't think one initiative is going to work. So I don't think plugging just liquidity back into the to the uh, FI loan is going to work. I mean, things will work, but won't work quickly enough. Basically, 
Um, you know, not that it's going to fail, but it would be good if something worked quickly. I mean, personally, these would be sort of some of my uh, uh, suggestions. So and this is sounds really drastic, but I would do a market reset. I would actually take away all the offers and all the sales and um, reset the market just to see what happens. Um, <laughs> and I think why I do it, I do it along with some other initiatives. So I'd tighten the bid zones right up and I'd offer FIIS on every single player at about 65, 70% whether they can financially afford to do that, I don't know. But we do have to remember they used to buy back every single player on the index. So there's definitely some funds there. Um, I'd do a, so there's a big uh, hoo-ha about trying to get people to encourage uh, to press the blue button, buy from market. I've seen some suggestions for IPD extensions or you only earn divs on, uh, I, uh, on blue button purchases, I don't think either of them work. Uh, I don't. I, I, they won't. Uh, I mean, from my opinion, they won't. Whether that's, I don't think they will. And I've, I've, I've spoke to a lot of people about it. People with big money, and I, they think it won't work as well. And uh, so I don't. I don't think that's going to work. Any type of or any type of gimmicky thing i don't think it's gonna work like a 10-day like a, extension do you know what i do might incentivize some i, I think they've let the, only... i think they've let the community down a bit over the past year in in some terms not all there's been some good promos and things but i do think that they've, they've let the community down a bit so i'd do a bonus on all market buys for six months some type of bonus whether that's one or you know 10% bonus over six months uh, or something like that, unlimited. So you spend as much as you want. Um, I, I would consider doing something like that. Um, I'd consider, now this is more long-term, but I think it's something they could put in their comms as possibilities looking at. So I'd consider abolishing the three-year bet. And I think it would help the user understand the, prices better people getting very obsessed over um you know i need to sell after three years and all this i just think it would be a very strong marketing tool for the index anyway and i would think it would simplify everything a lot more so i'll consider from a regulatory standpoint do they need to have it over that term could they make it 15 well, years the thing is i don't get i don't understand this because i can bet on uh, I remember Chris. Do you remember Chris Kirkland, the goalkeeper? Yeah. So I remember. I mean, older people might remember him, but Chris Kirkland. He, he played for England, and I remember his dad having a bet on him when he was born um, to play for England. Now that's a twenty-year bet, right? So I don't see any regulation. It might be a. It might be an accountancy thing, the free year, or it might just be something they put in. Um, I mean, they haven't stuck to it so far, so I don't really. Yeah, maybe like a financial I... thing. Yeah, to do with and the way they throw in something. Yeah. When the when FI told us that the average hold time is three three days or something like that. Yeah, three days. Yeah. How how many traders is that are going to get 
uh, are gonna gonna sort of feel any differently or gonna gonna feel to, they want to act differently because a three-year rule is removed when when so so many people I mean, make, yeah, I don't. I don't think the free. I don't think people would act. I don't think it's about acting differently. I think it's about making the product more clean cut and a great marketing ploy to say you can buy this player and you can buy the player. And base, if we bought a player today, you can basically have him for his career. You can exchange at a two percent cost every three years. But why explain that? Why don't just say you can you can buy this player and he can. That's it. He's yours for, for until he retires. I think it would be, I think it'd be superb. And I mean, it, I don't see it costing them that much in terms of, um, as you said, because people buy and sell, and people are always going to buy and sell. I just think it'd be great for marketing. And and I, I think the index's USP is definitely the long term bet. So imagine having a USP that gives you the longest of longest term bets without any sort of terms and conditions around it. Um, I mean, and then the final thing um, people may feel, think I'm mental, but I would consider announcing a share split for just prior to Euro 2021. Um, the reason I, I think this would be good, I think it would give good sentiment to the market. And I also think it would bring the absolute prices between you know, on the spread. So it would bring the spread buy and sell a lot closer in terms of absolutes. So I think that could be a good move as well. And you would see um, more, I think, more more trading as well due to that. Um, and I think if you launch something, align those initiatives, four or five initiatives together at this time, we could really turn this round quickly. Otherwise, I think it might be, you know, more of a, more of a slow, uh, more of a slow burn. I like the reset idea, just just to prove that sometimes there are as many things that we agree on as dividers. Um, you're going to hate this as I do. Uh, Vespasian and I were discussing the reset idea the other day on Twitter, and we both agreed that we quite like the idea of a reset as well. So there we, yeah. there we even you and Vespasian can agree. We all on agree. Something. Well, I mean, a reset seems quite dramatic, but it would give everyone, I think, just to reset their minds and reevaluate where they where they are and then if prices go back to where they were that that's fine we're, we're, um, all, we're all now we're all starting to become quite numb to the yeah. loss and actually there's an advantage to be taken there because now i'm almost of the of the attitude now of i don't you know so do what you like to my port as long as long as i can see a way of us building back I don't really, because I don't give a toss about the numbers that I see on the screen. We've all stopped looking at them. It could say a quid for all I care now. And I just, you know, but I just, I want to, I want to, I want to get on and get moving on up. So whatever it takes to do that, I, yeah. I would absolutely um, be agreeing with that. We I just, mean, liquid, uh, supply money into the market is, has to be a key thing. Uh, it's, uh, it, it's not ready for the mechanics at the moment for them not to be offering some sort of help and support in terms of offering moving money about. Um, and I'd, I'd hope they're aware of that by now. I've got, I've got one other one I'd like to chuck in again. It's a little bit radical and, and, and people may not like it, but um, I think I'm very happy to take responsibility for all of my trades that I've placed since uh, matching engine phase one came in. You know, those are the trades I've placed and I've, I've been I've been clear on the rules. I think where, where quite a lot of people are feeling a bit hard done by 
are those people who had bought early the early part of the season in 1920 you know through no fault of their own you know the the is gets turned off there's then a big span of time where they couldn't do anything i'd actually like to see some sort of i won't call it an offer but what i'd like to see is something done specifically for older holds that predate me1 that footballers would say, you know what, you know, because there's, there's, there's this accusation. I'm not saying it's correct, but the sentiment is they changed the bet on me. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing I could do about it. I couldn't see it coming. They whipped the IS away, and I had no way of of getting out of that. So if they were prepared to say, look, we, you know, we we, you know, we're not accepting liability here, but we understand how you might feel like that. So you know what, for for any um, uh, positions that you opened before. Um, uh, I can't sorry, I can't remember the any one date off the top of my head. Sometimes I think it was twenty fifth of May or something, was it? May June, wasn't it? Yeah. So any anything you bought before that, we are going to offer you a, a more generous, you know, effectively an IS. It doesn't have to be the old ten percent, you know, IS, but but offer something to say at least let's let you get out of some of those because that would free up quite a lot of of cash potentially um to then go forward with and say in conjunction with other measures but i'd quite like to see something done for those old old holds yeah i mean it's difficult isn't it it's, and a lot of people have have took drastic action because of that so it's yes yeah, it's, it's never going to be it's, it's, never it's gonna unfortunate be but but the main the main thing is to get everyone back singing on the same so um i mean my ideas are just there just like yours and uh hopefully um we, we'll we'll see some um ideas i know there was a, a trader panel yesterday i don't know what was in that um and there's one later in the did you sign up for the one tomorrow or I've, thursday I've, I've put myself forward whether i'll get on it i've put i've put myself forward for every single one i'm not gone one yet so um yeah, i think i'm the same actually yeah so i don't know um so we'll see but i mean yeah uh we'll see won't we but um hopefully that i think it's going to take a, a few things in conjunction if they want to turn it around quickly i do think it will obviously turn it well not obviously but i'm confident that it will turn around due to um the yields due to the willingness of people wanting to actually play football index you know what i'd also like to know one other quick thing and yeah. panda, you have a word with your mate panda for me on this one yeah i would like to know when uh, Mr. The legendary Mark Iverson, friend friend of the index, but not yet a trader on the index, what's going to make the likes of him join? Because, it's, <laughs> because there's, there's keeping all us existing traders happy. But again, you know, people are going, the time is now, the yields are so good. Well, where's Mark Iverson then? Why isn't he here going, I've joined, I'm in on this. What What's stopping him? Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, it's it's there's clunky mechanics, isn't there? There's there's clunky mechanics there, and there's always been clunky mechanics. Um, I do know some people who said they wouldn't switch it before they moved on to, before they got onto Nasdaq, basically, um, and that's still the case. And you know, obviously, that has sort of shown true as as we progressed. But uh, I think it's clunky mechanics. It's the understanding but i do think those bet fair traders such as um the one you mentioned who i gave a bit of stick to um yeah <laughs> uh, people outside the community you can slag off as much as you put like no um no i mean they need educating obviously um but yeah it's 
I think I think they they will come across and they'll come across with with big money that once it's an exchange. Um, but uh, you know, how far are we from an exchange? There, it's been it's been said it, it's on. Yeah, exactly. I, I I don't know, and it'd be wrong of me to say I'm confident that we're going to get Nasdaq in 2021, 2020, um, because. I am not confident that we're going to get it in 2020, but I am confident in the yields and I'm confident in, um, you know, the actual concept of FI and, and I'm confident that people mm. will want to play it. It's just the case of and, and what they'll pay for players. It's just the case that they need to up their game a little bit and um, try and turn this round. I think for, for, the, for the existing user base at the moment. Well, I think there's a lot of good ideas there, a lot of creative ideas, and I think the main thing to take away is that there are options. Do you know, it isn't necessarily the end that some would have you think. Do you know, there are ways this can be turned around, and, and that's the positive. The I mean, even if they kept it as it um, is, it could turn around, right? Like, that's not impossible. Hmm. Some people might... You just need an influx of cash. Well, an influx of cash or... I mean, we can't just assume players will go up. We might just have to be a bit more patient. Um it wasn't always the case in the early days that uh, players would zoom up. We would sit there for a long time and collect dividends and trade amongst ourselves, you know, at sort of one pound, two pound prices and they wouldn't really zoom up. And then all of a sudden you would now and then get influxes of cash and it, and it might just happen like that. And, you know, I think FI will make change. It will make another change for the better uh, and hopefully uh, a series of changes for the better um, but I don't think if even if they said to, we're keeping as it is um, at the moment until NASDAQ you know I don't think it would fail I, I wouldn't be selling um, some of my holds I believe in but that's up to uh, obviously up to the individual quick plug an interesting one I said that I said it's interesting for four weeks now you know what it is there's a cracking board game sponsor on the show called rising star football edition board game basically you play out a footballer's career you win career points earn money you get fame and basically you beat your mates and by having a really good career you could be like the next messi um or you could end up like phil jones who knows but made by one of the lads using their football index profits um they got the business started prototype made out of football index profits it's now available on kickstarter go to risingstarfootballedition.com to find out more and you can get the board game sort of pre-ordered essentially and you can get exclusive rewards for going on Kickstarter. So the link's in the description of the podcast if it sounds like it's your sort of thing. Um, that's Rising Star Football Edition. Okay, on to some questions. Joe Felix, do you think FI silence in regards to the current state of the market is worrying? Zen, what do you think? Um, I would rather they, as I said before, I would rather they got it right than shot their mouth off. Um it worries me that um, it, it worries me more that they that they they get things wrong, you know, saying there's going to be a medium on a truck late tomorrow, then it doesn't come. That's the stuff I don't want. I'd actually rather have the silence than than the appearance of incompetence. Okay, SOTD. Um, I think it's a difficult one to answer. Um, as I said, they've communicated having a trader pan for feedback. Um, so I'm assuming they're not trying to make a snap decision. They're, they're trying to get it right this time where they they haven't the last two times, basically. Um, so is it worrying? 
uh, concerning maybe, but not overly worried. Okay. Um, let's pick a fun one. Rob Cheese Right. Rob C. I believe it's Cheese Right. His name's Index Jesus. How does Zen go about staying so Zen when things aren't going as planned? Does he meditate, light candles, do yoga, or flounce off the platform and block loads of people? um uh i do i do occasionally block people yeah it has been known um but uh i what do you know what i actually i'll tell you you the honest truth i'm uh, my my main hobby i'm a wildlife photographer um and so i yeah um and so uh, i go and i sit in a field uh and wait five hours for a deer to show up which sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't but that is kind of my meditation actually i just i just take a camera with me that, that's a really interesting job <laughs> it is like that that's different um okay another zen one for you while we're at it fi ben could zen let us know his interpretation of the meaning zen yeah i you know i'd love to because uh because i get this whole thing of that's not very zen and that's not even what that's not what zen means um zen is just a type of buddhism it's effectively chinese buddhism there's there's lots of sects it's like sort of saying um it's like sort of saying to somebody to say somebody oh that's not very zen is like saying to someone well that's not very catholic or that's not very protestant it's a it's a sort of strange thing to say what we've done in in normal uh, parlance we've we've taken the word zen and and kind of used it because it's simpler to uh to sort of supplant the buddhist concept of enlightenment um there is uh, the idea of Buddhism is that you, you know you're trying to reach an enlightened state. The ultimate state is called Nirvana, um, which is the kind of the sort of the, the uh, sort of permanent state of, of enlightenment. But the key thing about Buddhism is that enlightenment can come and go. You can be enlightened for five minutes and then lose five minutes and then get it back for five minutes. So actually, when people say, "Well, you're not very Zen," the answer is, "Yeah, I, I can." It's 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 okay to be like that. It's okay to lose your cool as long as you acknowledge that you've lost your cool. And get it back again <laughs> that's a good practicing you're being a good practicing buddhist so um so i'm, I'm that's why i'm that's why i never take offense when people say that well there you are ben there's the definition for you from the the horse's mouth um so let me see let me pick another one here football index bitter we might have answered some of these if we have we'll just brush over them where does fi's main responsibility lie creating a balanced marketplace that traders can educate themselves about and use effectively without requiring promotions and bonuses or tailoring a marketplace for value growth over the next five years, facilitated by promotions. SOTD, anything on that? Yeah, so, I mean, I've. this is quite difficult. So I was asked, um, I think I was asked about 12 months ago for some ideas uh, from FI to get in high network individuals. And basically, and you know, what would also encourage me to put more money in, etc. And the, the thing that's always been for me is stability. And that's what the big money wants anyway, whether the, that's what I think the big money wants. Um, whether that's true, I, I don't know, but that's what I think they want is stability. And I think the platform needs stability more than ever. Uh, I don't think um, it's the time for gimmicks and promos. Uh, I mean, there's nothing wrong with the odd promo. Uh, Media Madness is great. I actually think the five times IPD was great as well. Uh, it was just, the timing of it was 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 i mean it was done to close the spreads i think but then they put this offer thing offer mechanic on the top of it and you know all 
it was bedlam. It was done and the think, lower end at a time when the to- and then the top end ended up. Well, well, I don't out. think lower end as such. I think it was just done to give people an opportunity to move out of holds for a decent price um, where they could. I think that's what it was done. Um, but some of the FI community decided to just plow in for the IPDs instead, <laughs> which worked for many people. Yeah. Um, so I think that was a fantastic um, promo, uh, but it was probably done to, you know, help help close them spreads. But I'm up for promos like that and now and then. Um, but I think it needs to be built on the core product and the, the promos shouldn't be outweighing the, the the normal rewards. They should be like small little bonuses in addition to, mm. they shouldn't be taking over the market and, and swaying the market, you know, it should be benefiting um, all the players, and and, and yeah, uh, I think it needs to be built on the core core dividends, um, and not um, you know not not small, not 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 too many promos basically. Zen, what what's your sort of opinion on the stability versus promo? Uh, I know I, I I agree with the stability thing. I, I want and I, and I want FI to to become comfortable with themselves as a brand. Um, as I say, they, they, there's been, we're still not sure who their, their entire market is. They kind of want to be all things to all people. But the one thing I want them to not, in fact, it's something I want them to not do, or, or, or at least figure out if they can do, is uh, even in, in the last update, Adam Cole was saying about how this needs to be a free market and how if I can't uh, control things and they need to sort of, in order to, to do all the things they want to do, they need to let go of that. I fundamentally do not understand how that is possible when you're saying you know traders must be free to set the prices well we can in terms of the you know the decisions we make on individual positions but every everything we do is underpinned by uh, uh, two things a, a matrix that, that fi decides and uh, dividends that fi decide what they are so how how are fi ever not influencing the price how is it ever a free market where traders are making all the decisions that, that's one of the things that we haven't got probably got time to, to get into now but i just i fundamentally don't understand how this platform can ever be that um so if that if that can be clarified that, that would probably be good too very good yeah no that's a fair point i've seen that raised a couple of times um okay a couple more and then we have a nice one to finish fbi trader this one's kind of more for you then i think what do you think of doom mongers? Is it, uh, SOTD hits these guys too, actually. What do you think of doom mongers who seem to get more pleasure from being proven right than providing constructive solutions? Could you provide these morally superior individuals some Zen techniques to have a more balanced life and not be such arseholes? Thanks. Uh, I that that sounds like can you solve? Can you stop Twitter being Twitter? To which the answer is no. That's beyond my powers. But um, I think I think we need to limit what we expect from Twitter. Um, and I do take the point. I think what SOTD's been saying about some of his frustrations about how people use Twitter. Well, I think there are there are you know there are two things. I think Twitter is always going to be a bit of a, a, a you know a place for people to vent, um, and it kind of needs to be because you know that, that's kind of what it's there for. I'd rather they vented there and then wrote FI a constructive email rather than just sending FI emails telling them you know where they can shove it. So. Um, I think that there's there's that, uh, but I did reply to FBI and said, you know, it's an interesting interesting area, but probably one that I need to address in a in a different way. Um, but but fundamentally, SOTD was right. There is um, there is no point 
um, you know, if, if you actually have skin in the game, there's absolutely no point in in just dragging the product through the mud and encouraging people to to leave or to panic or to do any of those things. Um, we all need to walk with our, I'm all for people thinking critically and I'm all for people holding um, FI to account. Um, but also, you know, it is about self-responsibility. Hmm. I mean, it, I think some of the uh, tweets and things on FI Twitter are a disgrace. Um, and especially uh, recently, like I think some of the things are disgusting uh, and by some accounts, uh, ones that seem like they're, I mean, foot, we had some good banter with Footstock at the start, right? And it was fairly friendly banter, I thought, but I think things have got a bit too much. I mean, I had a look on um, Fespian's question to me earlier that you mentioned to Fig and uh, Panda, and I had a look who liked that, and it was basically... Footstock. Um, it was basically the, the, the Footstock Harim who liked it. So, I mean, it's ridiculous, and, and these people just want to drag um, FI through the mud, uh, that I doubt they've got much money in it anymore, and you've got a lot of people who have sold up as well. Uh, you know, I asked, I tried to get Alex Field on this um, pod because, you know, he he sold up and he just wants to stick the knife in and wants to try and let it, but wants to try and make it burn. And th there's loads of others like that as well. Uh, Stamford, who I actually talked to, Stamford. Um, you know, he's just interested in and get prices lower so he can buy back in. Um, you know, there's there's low and there's and there's quite a few. Um, you know, there's, especially there's quite a few in that um, Fespian gang who want to who, who want to see it through the mud. I think anyway. I, I don't. I don't. I think it's morally. I think it's. I think it's pathetic. Basically, I mean, uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> It's not banter anymore. It's basically trying to harm people's um, uh, assets, and basically, I, I don't know what it's done for. I, I don't know why it's done, but anyway, there you go. It's it's lovely though that uh, ASP has been forgiven. Yeah, don't you but, think? Because because he spent about six months dragging the platform through the mud. And now he's everybody's friend. Oh, this is yeah. the good nice. stuff, Isn't man. That nice. Oh, this this is what they, this is what they're paying for. To be fair, right? I do think I think ASP is an absolute lunatic, but I do think he's got the um, products. Uh, I don't talk to him at, at ASP um, at all. Um, just on on the Twitter timeline. Um, and, but I do think he's got the product at, at heart and I do think he's got some really good ideas. <laughs> I think he, he tried to slag FI off for FI's actual... Um, I mean, it was the totally wrong way to go about it, obviously. But he, he tried to slag FI off to get FI to change. And he, he hadn't sold anything, as far as I'm aware. He had, his, he had like, you know, a million quid in there and he was, like, hammering the platform. And, and, and I mean, you can't do that now, I don't think, because there's so many people on social media now and seeing social media and FI's getting bigger. So it's a bigger problem doing it now. And it was a problem back then. I mean, it, it wasn't right, in my opinion, either back then. Um, 
I'm just I'm just talking about ASP now, but yeah, um, yeah, I'm just talking. We're just talking about random Twitter accounts now. I bear I bear nobody any ill will, but you know, we we can all make mistakes. We can all go off the rails. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I hammered them for the that's first. All we I hammered them for the first dividend um, on social media. I hammered them for the first dividend uh, announcement, um, and whether that I'd, probably wasn't the right thing to do. Um, looking back, but uh, yeah, yeah, there you go. Yep. Okay. Uh. But but I just I just want to say actually I've blocked all the negativity this week because I just thought when I say negativity I don't mean in terms of you know people with constructive criticism I decided to just block a few accounts mm. and uh, I even talked short. to Stanford and I, I decided to block him because I just couldn't listen to him anymore but I'll unblock him soon if he's listening to him. <laughs> <laughs> but but a few of them Fespm and in, in the uh, Footstock, um, Harim, they've, they've gone. Um, but uh, maybe I'll unblock them at some point when uh, things calm down. They're when just you sign up, my is experience. It... <laughs> Sorry? When you sign up, you'll unblock them. <laughs> what, Footstock? When I sign up to Footstock. No. Make sure not, you I'm sign up with the link in the description of this podcast, the SOTD. No, but I, I, what, I have been signed up to Footstock. Uh, that's what I don't get. Like, I, I did have an account. Use a different I mean, email I, address I did, and give me your commissions. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I, I did, uh, yeah, I just had a play with it and, like, you know, we had a chat about it on the TL a long time ago, like people did. But it's just gone too, it's just gone too far. Ah, uh, look, it has. I've been long preaching that I hate the fucking... I know, Don. Stop stop having them on. What do you keep giving these people voices for? Jesus Christ, this is like the Twitter special. But anyway, I think on the base of time, we'll wrap up with... A very good question that we said we'd cover. Noir X4, um, and I'll go with it in order. In fact, you've just talked a good bit, SOT, but we'll go to this back to front. So to give Zen some airtime, what does Zen think the biggest positive is and the best opportunity for FI, and what does SOTD think is the biggest risk for FI and the biggest negative? So trying to flip it on its head a bit. Um, Zen, what do you think? The biggest positive and the best opportunity? I think, I think the, biggest, the, the biggest positive right here and now is that we have a matrix that we understand and we have a dividend chart that's extremely generous. We can do something with that. Even, even as we've talked, I've talked a lot about all the other uncertainties that are out there with the product and, and, and the timings and all the mechanisms and all that sort of stuff. But those things we can run, you can trade on that and, and we should. Or, or if you don't feel, you know, sit tight. But there, there, are, there are things there to, to grab hold of today and get trading. And the second thing is that this is this is the problems that we have now are the, the problems associated with potential. We're, we're cross because we're not realizing the potential that we know is out there. The good news is the potential still out there. You know, all of there are so many more exciting things that, that we can do with this product. There's so many more uh, things to achieve. It's not like we're sitting there going, God, FI's rinsed every single idea that's that's out there. And, you know, th there's a huge um, uh, world of opportunity out there in FI. We just need the company to, to get into gear to get us to, to the places we want to be. Um, but as I said, that's for me. That's the biggest positive. That's why my money's all all still in there, um, and and will be hopefully for a very long time to come. SOTD, it's tend to be a Debbie Diner. Uh, so, that, I mean, if we take out the biggest risk, uh, as obviously 
Uh, I mean, people seem to think FI are going to go bust, so we'll take that one out because, you know, that's like the... I can't see that happening, and we'll, we'll, we'll say that that's impossible. Uh, so I think the biggest risk is probably uh, in the in the immediate future that lose quite a lot of customers. Um, obviously, product um, PR wise, it, it's a bit of a disaster at the moment, uh, which is why I've tried to push the the social media thing a little bit. Uh, I think they're probably the biggest risk to FI at the moment. But I think if we look at what's the biggest risk to a, a trader, then if you look at your portfolio, um, if what's the worst that can happen? So FI goes bust, but we're going to ignore that one um, just because as an impossible. I don't know why I keep saying it, but yeah, it's impossibility. Okay. So if FI... If I, if I just stay as they are now, then you have a dividend yield, don't you, that you can sort of fall back on um, and, and your players are, are worth a dividend yield. And most players at the moment are underpriced against their, their yield. So you've got that to tick over while they sort themselves out. So I think that's like the worst, as I see it, the worst case is that I'm going to get some sort of yield back off these players the best case is obviously i'm not supposed to talk about the best case but the best case is that we would would grow immensely and see absolute rockets and see the type of prices that i think we can get to in terms of 20 15 to 20 percent a player yielding 15 15 to 20 percent them getting that price point um which i think is possible and, and that's the best that's the that's the best case um and we're somewhere just below in between at the moment, unfortunately. And uh, hopefully um, that will soon turn around. But the biggest risk is, though, we stay as we are and you collect some dividends, basically, is um, probably the, the what I'd say the worst case as a, as a user. So what do we think? Do we think at the next Twitter meeting about three years when COVID's fucked off, do you think he'll have a pint and have a hug? Or do you think uh, you'll look at each other awkwardly across the room? Zen. Um, yeah. Wow. I mean, I don't. I don't think we've um, really clashed. No. Much I think it was call. very, very amicable. It was very nice. Yeah. It? I'm, yeah. It would have been nice if we'd have clashed a little bit more, but I think we probably both got the. Um, I think, like most people, have got the product best at heart. It's just. Um, conveying it in the right way and not saying that I do, but um, I think if people are more mindful of that, it would be great. Well, you have both probably talked more tonight than you have in your last year of tweeting. And that, do you know, like genuinely in terms of words, I don't know. That's me just guessing. I don't that's know. Like a, that's like an how much Apple... Senna's tweeted in the last month. <laughs> <laughs> that's like an Apple interview question. But like genuinely, it, it's amazing what, what some speech or what talking to someone outside of a character limit can do. But um, lads, we'll wrap it up there. there. This is the longest ever podcast. The longest ever podcast. Fair play to you for sticking it out. Other than a Christmas drunk special, but that was a special of the current run of episodes. I think this is... <gasps> lads, give me one second. This is episode 69. There we are. And what an episode to make the longest one. So, SOTD, where can you be found? Okay, I can be found on... Um, Twitter 
There's one question, John. Am I allowed to answer it? Because I had a pre I had a prepared answer for it. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, hundred percent. It's uh, about the Twitter handles. The most um, there was one about Twitter. The most ironic yeah. one or something. Because I've got a yeah. I th- oh yeah. Sorry, I think I threw that at Zen at the start. Yeah. yeah. So can I answer that? So obviously it's a uh, Fespian or Fespesian, should I say? Um, so if people don't know what Fespesian is, he actually died from diarrhea. Um, so it's quite <laughs> ironic that he basically died from not being able to stop shitting. And uh, he continues <laughs> to have shit coming out of his mouth. It's quite, um, it's quite ironic, I find. So that's the next podcast, is it? You investigation? Is that what we're doing? Or am I, am I not allowed to have him on? Is that it? No, you can, you can have him on. I said to you, when we were talking about guests, I said to you, it was fine, right, for him to come on. Like, it would have been good. It would have been, it would have been good. Well, we'll see if anyone wants to, wants to scrap down the line. But, yeah, we, we, that's, a, that's a nice answer to that question, actually. I should have asked you both it. Um, SOTD. Where can you be found? Twitter. Twitter. I, on Twitter, I pop into Slack now and then, but I don't really. I put the odd comments in there, but yeah, just Twitter, just just Twitter. Football Index, uh, SOTD. Uh, got any questions? Let me know, and I'll try and answer them the best I can. But if you ask me to ad- advise on any players, I generally say I don't really do that. Do your own research. Do your own research. That's uh, it. <laughs> Zen, what about you? Yep, uh, you'll find me on Twitter as well. I'm uh, at ZenFO Trading. Although I might change it because everybody tells me I'm, I should rebrand. I've had many, many emails saying, rebrand, you fake. Uh, so you know, I'm, I might. I'm thinking about it. I'm not promising I'm going to do it. Just change it to like grumpy bastard or something. I don't even know. Just really go flip it the other way. I mean, at least, you know, even if you're positive then. You should, then they'll be saying, you're too positive. You should change your name, you grumpy bastard. Anyway, I'm overthinking it now. Guys, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much. And hopefully I'll chat to you again. Cheers, John. Cheers. Alrighty, cheers, John.